welcome to today's episode of Bright New Star. We have Marie and Charity here today, and we are talking about the principle of time and our relationship to time, specifically with an abundance mentality. And I think it's interesting to think of time and the principles around it and compare that to financial principles. We often hear we're supposed to have an abundance mentality in our finances, right? Not to have a scarcity mindset. And I think it's been really interesting for me over the last number of years to start having an abundance mentality towards time. I think it's very, very common. You hear people say, there's just not enough time. I'm running out of time. There's not enough time. Often you'll find yourself and other people saying, oh, let's hurry and do that. And let's hurry and do this. And let's hurry and do that. And something magical happens when we change from a scarcity mindset, there's not enough time in a day, to an abundance mindset. So let's think of some of those financial principles of an abundance mindset and apply them to time. Okay. The first one I always think about is when you're trying to get your financial house in order, you have to know where you're spending your money first. Where is it all going? And they'll ask you to start tracking everything. And it's quite revelatory sometimes to realize, oh, we spend this here and this much on this. And wow, I had no idea we spent this much on groceries or whatever it is. It's very helpful to know where you're at if you start to track. It really is especially this last month with my daughter's graduation. Tracking what we spent was eye-opening because I thought, okay, I have two other kiddos who are gonna graduate and now I can put a better budget together and know I was close to within the range of what I thought I would spend, but having no clue before, I just kind of did a big guesstimate. And it's so much nicer when you can understand. Yeah, and you can't really have that understanding without some actual facts and figures. And so that means we have to track for a little bit. And I know there's lots of people like, I hate tracking. I know one person just absolutely just thinks that's the worst thing possible to track the finances. And I can see the results of (laughs) of that. Well, our time is the same way. We need to figure out where are we spending our time and what are we spending our time on. And it doesn't have to be meticulous every 15 minutes type of thing, but sit down at the end of the day and say, okay, how much time did I spend with kitchen type things and house cleaning things and kid things and homeschool or whatever it is and start getting a feel over and track for about two weeks. How do I spend my time? What expenses are there? And what are the fixed expenses? And what are the variable expenses? If you have teenagers or toddlers, there's gonna be a lot of variable expenses on your time. If you have different stewardships or commitments, those will have a more fixed amount of time. And once you have a really good feel for that, then you can say, okay, is this how I want to spend my time? Isn't that interesting? We actually use the word spend when we talk about our time. (laughs) Which goes back to that financial principle. Good point. It makes you realize, wait, when I'm decompressing, am I decompressing in a way that is truly allowing my body to relax and rest? For me, oft times, I decompress by getting on social media for a minute. But that minute sometimes goes into 20 or 30 minutes. And when I finish it, I realize I'm still tense. I didn't let my body relax. And so that wasn't a wise usage of time. Right. Unless we kind of track, we don't really know where we have spent our time. And our phones can let us know where we've spent some of our time. But we need to know more than that. 
Exactly. And it's not bad to enjoy watching a couple of YouTube funny videos or to be on social media. It's the awareness and the choice. Right. Just like with our finances, it's fine to buy yourself a treat or go see a movie. There's not any judgment of those things, but you need to know, did I want to spend my time or my money on those things? I read a quote in a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and he said, we achieve inner peace when our schedules are aligned with our values. That makes sense. Because then you don't get reflux because your body is so stressed. But that alignment with values. So how do you do that? Right. And so you have to find out where you're spending your time, but then you have to really sit down and decide where do I want to spend my time? What are my goals? What are the things that matter most to me? And then make those decisions, just like whether or not you're going to buy the pizza, whether or not you're going to spend your time right now on this thing. Then when you do that, what it does is it allows you like, I'm writing a book, but I haven't put enough time parameters in. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of the day, too often I've run out of time to write it. Not that the time wasn't there originally, it's that I didn't place a plan in effect. And so it's taken me longer to get to where I would like to be in my writing. Right. And you know that you value spending time on that project. So now you'll get peace when you put in the time where you want to be spending it. Isn't that fascinating? So when we follow a principle, and for this one again, it's time and our relationship to it, then not only does it bless our bodies because we're not so stressed, but it also blesses our mind and it blesses our spirit. And I think it's fascinating, an absolute truth that when we follow what we understand for principles, Again, there is the blessing and it's always attached to many pieces. It's not just one single blessing. Yeah. I read a quote, a man named A.G. Sertiliane, it's French, so I just killed his last name, but he said, he who knows the value of time always has enough. Not being able to lengthen it, he intensifies its value and first of all, does nothing to shorten it. Ooh. And I love that. If you know the value of time, you will always have enough. Yeah, that really is profound. And I like thinking of it as just having an abundance mentality towards time. Abundance is a choice. If you are scarcity-minded, then you will never have enough, whether it's money or time or whatever it is you're seeking. But if you really know the value of it, you will always have enough. Oh, that's awesome. And it makes me think of, there was a time when we were in Colorado and I was taking my kiddos to their piano lessons. I had the exact amount of time to get us there. The lessons were 15 minutes away. As we got into the car, I had the thought, drop off a binder to someone I was working with. I remember thinking in my mind, if I do that, we're gonna be late, like late, late for our lessons. I only gave enough time to make it just there. I had the thought again, drop off this binder. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna go drop it off on the way. And I dropped it off. And when we got to piano lessons, we actually had a minute to spare. And I remember saying, God, how did that work? Because we should be late. And the thought that came in my mind was, you asked to learn about my time. What I've learned was God has an abundance mentality for time. And even though in eternity, you know, time is only measured to man, 
for this earth, he has this beautiful abundance mentality and he can give us the exact time we need. And having that minute to spare for me was that lesson of, I'm directing this. I'm in charge, don't you worry. I was just showing you in my tender mercy. Yeah, and I've had similar experiences where I've put something that's important and valuable first and thinking that there's not going to be enough time left over to do these other things and been amazed as when I put that thing first, I got everything else done on top of it. It wasn't possible on paper, right? And I think sometimes we get into this mode of we plan it all out and we know how long certain things typically take to do. But when we have that abundance mentality and we trust that God has given us enough time, he helps us do things in shorter amount of times than we have ever thought possible. It's mind blowing because we'll look back at the day and say, that wasn't possible. But with God, all things are possible. Right? And I think time is a gift and we need to stop thinking of this time as the enemy. It's a gift. Yes. Ecclesiastes 3.1, right? To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And something that I've started to do, I have written down on a card and I look at it as often as I can. And sometimes when I'm looking in the mirror, I say it, God has given me the perfect amount of time to do all he wants me to do today. God has given me the perfect amount of time to do all that he wants me to do today. And I had the experience a couple years ago, I was reading in the Old Testament about Moses and the children of Israel and the crazy task of feeding a million people in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) And they're wandering, so you can't plant and harvest. And how God gave this miracle to the whole nation of manna showing up every single morning in front of their tents. As I was reading about that a couple years ago, the thought came to me, is the manna of our day that God just has show up on our porch every morning is time. And he gives the perfect amount and we can't save some for tomorrow and we can't eat yesterday's. Time is just just like that manna. He gives us just the right amount every single day and it's a gift and it's not something we have to fight it's not something we have to try and expand he's given us the perfect amount every day i love that i'm adding to that because we are his children and he loves us and he wants us to have joy he puts in time for us to do things that we love as well so not just what he asks of us but sometimes he'll ask the question back well what would you like to do and the time is given and it's a blessing i love What Benjamin Franklin said in his Poor Richard's Almanac, employ thy time well if thou meanest to gain leisure. Mm. Right? Isn't that fun? Especially because it goes back to the whole piece. As long as we're using our time well, we will have time for everything. Using our time well meaning what you said originally. Tracking it and deciding what, where did that quote go? Inner peace when we align or when our schedules are aligned with our values. Yes, inner peace when our schedules are aligned with our values. Then we can have fun Mm -hmm. and we can be spontaneous. I am going to be chairman for an organization this next year and I've been going through training for it. One of the things that was said was in order for your board to be effective, then your plate needs to be clear. Emergencies will occur and your brain needs to be calm. Be gentle with yourself. It's a reminder that when we're using our time, sometimes we also need time 
to be able to relax and there's time for sleep, right? We are Mm -hmm. literally a third of our day can be taken in a 24 hour cycle for rest because if we're constantly running, then we'll never be able to let our minds settle. And then if our minds are a constant hamster wheel, then how can we hear? Right. I read in a book, a lady named Sarah Ban Brethnock. Lots of fun last names today. Above all, we must learn how to pause. Usually when the distractions of daily life deplete our energy, the first thing we eliminate is the thing we need the most. Quiet, reflective time. Time to dream, time to think, time to contemplate what's working and what's not. So that we can make changes for the better, we must learn how to pause. Oh, isn't that good? Because then we get to live a fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with time is it's a means almost makes you think of a train that goes across that allows you to live the life that you truly want to or allows you to fall on your face because you chose not to make the decisions. The time, as you said originally, is always there. But this abundance mentality also helps us to have hope. Right. And when something unexpected comes up, an unexpected expense of time, it's okay. I have time to pause. I have time to help. I have time to help the sick child. How often when something goes differently than we expected, like, oh, I didn't have time for this today. Like, no, God knew my child was going to get sick. I have time. Of course I do. He made me the mom. Here I am. Of course I have time to take care of this. And he will help me manage and adjust as necessary how I spend the rest of the time on that day. Right? It kind of makes me think of a snow day. Mm. I love snow days because everything gets closed, right? Yeah, right? And then it's almost like that time that you wanted to get all those other pieces done, even if it's just reading a book curled right? up on the couch, gets to actually happen. But we can choose that now. What about these cute teenagers who are like, there's never enough time to get my homework done, to go to work, to do a sport, or to practice the instrument that I desire? What do you tell them? Well, I think it comes back to that budget. Again, really knowing all the expenses that need to be taken care of and also knowing where you get some energy and where you want to spend it. I mean, consciously choosing and then looking at not as a day at a time, but maybe more like a week or over a month and saying, okay, am I giving time to all of these things over the course of the week? Maybe not all in a day because so many of them want to put it all in one day. I'm going to put 15 minutes of this and 20 minutes of this and an hour of this and then two minutes to eat. And and it's <laughs> it's penny pinching. Oh, that's a great analogy. Yes. And I know some people who are incredible penny pinchers and so thrifty, but that's all their life is about is just pinching every, you know, pinching those pennies to get every little bit out of them. And there's people who do that with time as well, trying to just get every bit out of every moment. And if we have an abundance mentality, we don't have to do it all today. Good point. We can do it all over this week or over this two week period, knowing where you want to spend your time and tracking it 
and saying, oh, well, I've given all my time to sports and I really value my studies. How can I rearrange things to spend some of that time over here as well? If we're just going from one thing to the other constantly, we're not going to know where we're actually needing to adjust. Mm, That makes sense. That totally makes sense. It makes me think how we become aware of time. So track our time and then we plan time. Often I will tell my kids, you have all the time in the world because sometimes they are like, I have no time. I don't have time to do this or that. And for me, what I struggle with is giving myself time to do the things that I love. I get all the things that I think are important done right? Mm -hmm. Or what I have qualified as important. But when I start to lose the joy, those are the times that I say, okay, I'm not doing the things I love as well. And things we love can take work and they can take time. And it's okay. Giving ourselves that permission makes all the difference. Allowing myself to go read a book in the hammock that I'm marking up because I'm like, oh my goodness, there is so much goodness in this, fills my bucket. Mm -hmm. And if I have the scarcity mentality, so here I am teaching my kids, you have all the time in the world, but I'm teaching them not to do the things they love, it doesn't add up, right? There's abundance and scarcity. And I love yours better, which is, God gives me the perfect amount of time to do all he wants me to do today. And he wants me to be filled with energy and light. And so that means I need to fill up in whatever way I need to do that and doing the things that I enjoy. Those things are important. It would be ridiculous, and I think we've said this before, to say, I don't have time to fill the car up with gas. Right? (laughs) I have too many things to do today. I don't have time to fill up the car with gas. Of course I have time to fill up the car with gas. And God has given me enough time to fill up the car with gas. Well, he's given me enough time to renew myself and to do the things that matter to me. Because he placed those things inside of me that I love. And he wants me to develop those talents and those things that bring me joy. Because when I am filled with joy... I can share that. Yes, that's so true. Plus, when we fill up, then it takes far less time, right? What's the old proverb? A healthy person has many wishes. A sick one has only one. Mm. Right? When we don't take care of our time, we might end up with only one wish. Yeah, he's given us enough. He has. Every day, that manna is right there on the porch. Yes. And it's a miracle. I mean, imagine the children of Israel after a while got to a point like, oh yeah, of course there's manna on the front porch. We're the same way. Oh, of course there's time today. But if we can start looking at like, it's a gift, how am I going to spend it? And make conscious choices about that spending. And then it becomes our life and not somebody else's that we're living. Right. And we have inner peace. We really do. When we know our values, we know what we want to spend it on, and we make choices based on those values, we can stop running in a hamster wheel. Yes. It really makes a difference to have an abundance mentality. It really, really does. Do you have any other quotes that you wanted to share? Well, one other one that I love from Tom Rath in a book called Are You Fully Charged? He said, spending time on others yields a greater return than spending time on yourself. Now, we just talked about spending time on yourself, and that is still important. But if we only spend time on ourselves, Oh, then we're miserable. Yeah. (laughs) 
So there needs to be a balance, but I tend to see either those who just are constantly serving and meeting everyone else's needs and spending time on others and never spend time on themselves, or the ones who are like, oh, it's all about me and my time and my needs. They're both the extremes and we want to find that happy place in the middle and be sure that we are spending time on others and we are spending time on ourselves. We can spend time on both and God is happy when we do both things. That is fantastic and very, very true. And learning the balance is actually a really amazing thing. And that comes back to that work that we have to do just like we have to make the budget and figure out what the fixed and variable expenses are and know what the bills are and not just, you know, run the credit card through every time we think we want something or we really need to know what's coming out regularly and what's coming in. We need to take the time to know what do we value, how are we spending, and how do we want to be spending. And then trust that there's enough every day to do what God wants us to do. That is fantastic. So our question for you is, What do you truly value that you have been given time for each day? 